Welcome to Genesis chapter 18. Yahweh appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked and saw that three men stood opposite him. When he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord, if now I have found favour in your sight, please don't go away from your servant. Now let a little water be fetched, wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I will get a morsel of bread so that you can refresh your heart. After that, you may go your way, now that you have come to your servant. They said, Very well, do as you have said. Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, prepare three seas of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and fetched a tender and good calf and gave it to the servant. He hurried to dress it. He took buttermilk and the calf with which he had dressed and set it before them. He stood by them under the tree and they ate. They asked him, Where is Sarah your wife? He said, See, in the tent. He said, I will certainly return to you about this time next year and behold, Sarah your wife will have a son. Sarah heard in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Sarah laughed within herself saying, After I have got old, will I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? Yahweh said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Will I really bear a child, yet I am old? Is anything too hard for Yahweh? At the set time I will return to you, when the season comes around, and Sarah will have a son. Then Sarah denied it, saying, I didn't laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, you did laugh. The men rose up from there and looked toward Sodom. Abraham went with them to see them on their way. Yahweh said, Will I hide from Abraham what I do? Since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in him. For I have known him to the end that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of Yahweh, to do righteousness and justice, to the end that Yahweh may bring on Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Yahweh said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because her sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether their deeds are as bad as the reports which have come to me. If not, I will know. The men turned from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before Yahweh. Abraham came near and said, Will you consume the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you consume and not spare the place for the 50 righteous people? Who are in it? Be it far from you to do things like that, to kill the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be like the wicked? May that be far from you. Shouldn't the judge of all the earth do right? Yahweh said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abram answered, 
See now, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord, although I am dust and ashes. What if there will lack five of the 50 righteous? Will you destroy all the city for lack of five? He said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. He spoke to him yet again and said, what if there are 40 found there? He said, I will not do it for the 40's sake. He said, oh, don't let the Lord be angry and I will speak. What if there are 30 found there? He said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. He said, see now, I have taken it on myself to speak to the Lord. What if there are 20 found there? He said, I will not destroy it for 20's sake. He said, I don't let the Lord be angry. I will speak just once more. What if 10 are found there? He said, I will not destroy it for 10's sake. Yahweh went on his way as soon as he had finished communing with Abraham and Abraham went back to his place. This chapter has a few components. The first is the arrival of three strangers at the door of Abraham's tent. Well, Abraham was sitting at the front of his tent and saw three strangers. And it says he rushed to meet them and bowed down. And then he went to his wife and said, quickly prepare you know, food for them. And he went to his servant and he says he hurried to get a calf. So Abraham was, was very quick to show hospitality to strangers. And then it turns out that these strangers, one of them is Yahweh. And it's interesting because in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, it says we should ho show hospitality to strangers because in doing so, we might entertain angels without knowing it. Here, we've got this exact thing. We've got Abraham entertaining angels and God. He didn't even know it, but then he realizes, oh, it's God and angels. So, and who knows whether you or I, in fact, I do have a story of having entertained an angel without knowing it. And one day I was driving late at night from Mount Morgan to Rockhampton. It was 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night and I saw a man uh, walking on the side of the road. He put his thumb out to hitch a ride and I reasoned that at this hour of the night, no one would be found. So I picked him up and gave him a ride. As we drove to Rockhampton, he, he had nowhere to stay. So I said he could stay at my place. And um, this is not something I would probably do now that I have children and a wife, probably wouldn't invite a stranger into my home. But back then as a single man, I did. And in my home that night, I gave him a bed. The next morning when I woke up, he had gotten up before me and I got up early, but he had already helped himself in the kitchen and made himself breakfast. He even offered me breakfast. And then I drove him later that morning after breakfast into town and dropped him off. And I dropped him off on a corner with no buildings, no walls, no fences, no trees, nothing exposed. And as I turned and waved to, to leave, he was gone. He just disappeared in a second like that. And I realized in that moment, wow, I have entertained an angel. He even made himself breakfast. He even made me breakfast. And um, well, I'm sure it's happened more than we realize. And maybe sometimes it's a test. But what we've got here is a story of illustrating how by showing hospitality to strangers, sometimes you will even entertain the Lord. And later on in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus tells us a parable and the parable of the sheep and the goats. 
And he says, whatever you did for the least of these, you did it for me. So even when we are doing something for someone and it's not the Lord and it's not an angel, Jesus tells us that we treat them as though it is God. We treat that person as though it is the Lord himself. And that is the attitude that we should have. And Christians have always been people who've had an attitude of hospitality, as we see right here with Abraham. He rushed to show hospitality to strangers, with wisdom, of course, which is the reason why I no longer give uh, a place to strangers in my home, because sometimes strangers turn out to not be <laughs> friendly people, and they, you have to be mindful of the needs of your own wife and children but doesn't mean you can't meet the needs of strangers in other ways, even if you don't have them into your home, like providing accommodation for them in other places. So um, what we've got here though, is that as the story goes on, we have a situation where God reveals to Abraham that he's about to go down to Sodom and investigate um, the, the cry that has reached his ears. And he, he has heard that, that its sins are very grievous. And um, in other words, things are so bad in Sodom that the matter must be dealt with. And he's going down to investigate. Abraham clearly knows that things are so bad. He's actually moved away. Abraham used to live close to Sodom and Lot moved into Sodom. But Abraham has now moved away to Hebron around about 50 kilometers distance. And so he's not near there anymore. And I think that was part of the fact that he just didn't want to be near that place. And ancient literature tells us that, that people who went to Sodom were, were treated in a deliberate, with deliberate inhospitality. In other words, the people in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, they actually looked forward to strangers coming to visit them so they could deliberately mistreat them, chopping off their legs and all sorts of terrible, terrible things. If you go digging in old books, you'll find things written about Sodom and Gomorrah which just boggle the brain. Some of them will, uh, will be based on truth and some of them may not be. But we've got the word of the Lord here that the sins of Sodom were very grievous and the Lord went to investigate. Abraham clearly knew that things were bad because he starts negotiating. And he says, what if there's 50 good people? And God agrees to save the city if there's 50 good people. But Abraham obviously knows there isn't going to be 50 good people because he's negotiating down 45, 40, 30, 20. And then he, he obviously feels bad that he keeps on asking for lower and lower numbers. And he has a lot of respect for the Lord. So he gives up at 10. Um, and I, I only assume that he thinks that possibly there might be 10. But as it turns out in the very next chapter, which you'll get tomorrow, there wasn't even 10. But what we see here is, is, I guess on one hand, Abraham's concern for his relatives and he's concerned for the fact that they might be destroyed. And he doesn't want good people to be destroyed along with wicked people. The Bible tells us later in another place that Lot was vexed. In other words, his heart was really struggling with the things that were going on all around him in that city. And it was just a bad, bad place. Abraham obviously knew it was a bad place. Otherwise, he would not have been negotiating with the Lord like that. This negotiating, negotiating that Abraham did is actually prayer. And the, in the story, of course, God is talking with Abraham face to face. God has, has taken the form on a, of a person. 
but this is no different to you or I seeing needs around us in the world, people who are lost or people in a terrible condition and realizing that the judgment of the Lord's actually on them. Just because we don't have cities around us as bad as Sodom and Gomorrah doesn't mean that people are not going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, everyone is. And it's our calling as Christians to intercede. That is, we negotiate with the Lord on behalf of these people. So we go to the Lord and we say, Lord, I bring before you my neighbor. And Lord, they need to know you. And I ask, Lord, and you're not praying for them to be saved the way they are, but you're praying for them to be saved. In other words, for them to have a revelation of the truth, to come to know Christ. And this is something that my wife and I have always done for our, our neighbors and for some family members. And we've seen the work of the Lord take place in the lives of people. Just last year, we were able to lead um, the man that lives across the road from us to the Lord. And then he died the very next day. We didn't know he was going to die the very next day, but that's what happened. And so we're so grateful to the Lord for that process that took quite a few years. But our prayer, we prayed daily for his salvation. We'll see what we were doing was doing, we were copying the example of Abraham. We were interceding for the lost. We were interceding for those who were going to be judged. And as Christians, we are called to do the same thing. So what do we learn from this chapter? Well, we, we, there's two things Abraham did. We, we need to do them both. Number one, we show hospitality to strangers because uh, when we, whatever we do to the least of these, we do it unto Christ. And the other thing we learn is that we, we intercede, we negotiate with God for the, the salvation of the lost, the salvation of those who are perishing. Of course, in Abraham's case, he didn't intercede hard enough um, because he stopped at 10 and there weren't 10. <laughs> uh, very, very sad. But uh, in our case, we don't stop. We continue to negotiate and we don't give up until we have the answer for which we are seeking. So Lord, I ask for your grace to be given to us today. Help us to be people who are full of hospitality towards strangers, as is the Christian way. And Lord, help us to also be people who intercede and negotiate with the Lord and, 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 and have the proper care and concern for those around us who are perishing. Lord, give us these graces, I pray, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.